0: see it. Bienvenue, everyone. We're out on the street testing out a popular theory, and that is, if you start to sing the Golden Girls theme, people will join in, right? Here we go. Thank you for being a friend. What are you doing? Oh, I'm uh, singing the Golden Girls. You can jump on in. I work in construction. You're on a construction site. I'm not gonna sing along with you. Okay, the experiment failed. So I'm watching somebody crowd surfing on television the other day, and it reminded me of one, how I will never go crowd surfing because I saw my friend Nelson do it. And two, it reminded me of where I saw him crowd surf. So I'm gonna walk you through it all. When we get to the crowd surfing part, you'll understand how it all comes together. Uh, It was, good Lord, I don't even remember the year. Let's say it was 2007 to 9, somewhere in that range. Um, There was a chili cook-off. It was a DC 101 chili cook-off, and I used to listen to DC 101 every day, and I was like, this year I'm going, because if you don't know me well enough, I love chili. And I know people say they love chili. I mean, I eat chili in the summer. I mean, I eat chili more than most people probably do. I don't get tired of it. I eat Wendy's chili, and I know that's gross, but I do. I love it. I love chili. Specifically my grandma's. Shout out to her. So we're at the chili cook-off. I am excited because there are, and I'm just going to guess, there are like 200 tents that are set up in this gigantic parking lot outside of a football stadium. We were in D.C., if I didn't mention that, D.C. 101. And so there's like 200 tents of chili. And you can just make your way to each tent. And a lot of the times, you don't even have to pay. Now, sometimes you can pay. I think they had some chili you can take home with you if you love it. But for the most part, they give you, which was the only kind of offending part, they give you like this little cup. And it is a little cup. Like, think mcdonald's child size drink cup but maybe smaller than that um and you just kind of like go over to people and they'll put some of their chili in that little cup you have it i mean the spicier the better and there was plenty of spicy chili there was a lot of good chili there was some bad some bland but who gives a fuck you just had a ton of chili So I go around to I probably had I probably had forty or fifty of them. Like some of them just didn't look interesting to me because you know people get they'll say creative I'll say nasty. Like if you've ever seen people feel a kind of way about macaroni and cheese. I am a macaroni and cheese loyalist. Let's just do macaroni and cheese. I never forget one Thanksgiving my mom tried to put ham because like ham and cheese go together, so she was like, oh yeah, you're gonna love it, macaroni, cheese, and ham, and I was like, get that ham the fuck up out of here. No, and I started looking around. It was like someone had kicked Thanksgiving in the balls because I was like, someone, someone has normal mac and cheese, right? We're not just depending on her mac, ham, and cheese to get the night done. So, when I saw certain chilies, that's how I felt. I was like, what's that green shit in there? Mmm, no. I don't need your kimchi-flavored chili. That's not American. So I have a lot of it. I think that you can imagine what eventually took place. But then I eventually make my way over to the concert area because it's kind of like half of the parking lot is being used for chili, the other half is being used for a concert. Concert, mostly rock music, Not my jam, but they did play some of my jams. Um, There was somebody really big there. Not like the Smashing Pumpkins, but like of that ilk. So, we're over there. And me at the time, I don't think that I was running around with weed like that. Because I definitely should have had weed at a concert. Instead, I was just grateful when somebody decided to be cool. So, now, I'm getting handed a joint. We had plenty of alcohol I guess that's good but I think alcohol on top of all those different kinds of chilies and then with a little bit of that weed that is a special concoction in your stomach so before I get hit with the whammy there is a a young girl who is crowd surfing And I'll admit, crowd surfing always looked like fun to me. Being the one who's surfing, not being someone who has to hold your weight. I did not work out at that time. And whenever people came, I was like, oh Jesus, don't let me be the one to drop this person. So I remember this young girl. We were, well, it doesn't matter how old we were. She looked 17. Now I generally go down when I'm looking at somebody. So if I'm saying she looked 17, then I really think that she looked younger. Maybe I should have said up. I tend to go up. Yeah. So she looked very young, and all I see are, as she is being passed during the crowd serve, hands, random hands coming up, grabbing breasts, going in her vagina, trying to unstrap her bra or bikini top. It was just a sea of grope and i was like well not that she and i would get the same treatment but after seeing her just being manhandled i was like and crowd surfing is out for me but that does not stop my friend nelson from deciding to crowd surf now Perhaps I was uh, giving myself a lot of credit by assuming that someone would want to uh, cop a feel and maybe squeeze my breasts together if I were to crowd surf. I think Nelson showed me what else was possible because he started crowd surfing and it was maybe five seconds before somebody just totally let him fall. And he went down. Like he, he was in the front near the stage. He started surfing one, two, three, four. Oh my God, they just dropped Nelson. And when I saw that, again, I was like, well, now I know what else can happen. I made a good decision. So, more weed being smoked. Pretty girls around, I'm talking. As a matter of fact, I was flirting with this one girl. And that's when I felt the slow burn of Satan sticking his pinky into my stomach and just heating up all of the contents in there and that's when the cold sweat began and I'm looking around frightened. It's just like you know that you have a timer on you once the sweats and the slow burn begins and it's like oh no, I'm gonna be shitting here sometime immediately. There were a big row of porta potties and I remember because we were kind of close to the front of the stage so now I have to excuse me sorry excuse me make my way through I don't know how many hundreds of bodies so that I can get to the clearing where the porta potties are and I'm sure that anybody who goes to concerts often knows what I'm talking about it's not fun But I was forceful, like my excuse me, sorry, I was saying excuse me as I hit people and sorry as I made my way past them. Matter of fact, there was one girl who got shoved because I remember saying sorry and then she screamed at me for being an asshole. I got the meat sweats and I'm boogieing, so I didn't really feel too bad about that, but it was weird because I hadn't thought about that in a long time. So now I'm in the clearing and I'm staring at a row of porta potties. I go in one, and it was Baghdad. And if you don't know what that means, it means it was the worst possible scenario. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Uh, I don't have time, because you had to go up some steps to get to the porta-potties, and I was like, I'm not going to make it back down the steps and up another set of steps. So, and I'm not proud of this, what I decided was I would just become an unthinkable savage I I do have an issue with public bathrooms. I normally make quite a birds nest on top of the seat before I do my biz. That wasn't happening. And time was a factor and I was like, "You know what? Fuck that." So, I dropped my pants. And I'm still basically like, you know how when you walk into the porta potty, Like your back is to the door. So I'm still basically with my back to the door. I dropped my pants and I turned around trying not to touch my face to the door but bending over with my ass pointing back towards the seat and wall. And I shit straight back projectile style. I could describe it in more detail, but I don't want to truly disgust you. But let's just say when I finished, and oh, thank God. First of all, it felt amazing, despite how much it burned. Like when it was done, because I honestly thought perhaps I might shit myself really far away from home. Like a good hour and a half away from home. And what happens It was late in the afternoon. I don't even know if there's somewhere you can go by drawers and pants, maybe CVS. I turned around when I was done and relieved to find what I could only call a hot mess. And I immediately ran down the stairs after I'd wiped and all that. I ran down the stairs and I thought about going right back to my friends, but I stopped in the middle of the clearing and I just turned around. I don't know why, maybe I'm a sociopath. I turned around and I waited and I wanted to see somebody go into the porta potty and find the crime scene that I had left behind. And there was a guy, (laughs) I watched him walk up the steps. I watched him open the door and close it. So he must've done a spin move when he like opened the door because then immediately after the door closed, it opened again, and he went running down the steps with a sour look on his face. Yeah, it's good times. Don't crowd surf, and be mindful of all the chill you put in yourself. Though if I can be totally honest, and I went to that thing again tomorrow, I would do it the exact same way, except for I would have my own weed with me, and I would be dumb high.
1: You us see it. So, it's not like I can avoid mentioning what happened yesterday. A um, bunch of angry Trump supporters stormed the US Capitol. I'm sure we were all disgusted. But let me explain a little bit about what I saw that has me particularly disappointed. Um, first of all, I don't care. So, yesterday, my father in law um, called and he was concerned. He asked my wife if everything was okay. We had no idea what was going on. I was watching a funniest Joe Budden clip compilation on YouTube, and so she changed her CSNBC so that we could see what had happened. Part of me was like, did someone die? Has the world ended, and I didn't know. So I saw what was going on, I immediately thought, Nobody's going to punish those white people. And then I immediately, mentally, went back to the YouTube clip I was watching. It would be a couple more minutes before I could physically change the channel. So what I saw this morning when I woke up, I'm aware the four people died. Should have been a lot more. But I saw a lot of one, my comedian friends, doing their best to get likes, most of the jokes were terrible, and even for people I liked, and I was like, what, did you see something going on on TV and immediately try to make a post? I remember what that used to feel like, and it was, ugh, and more disgusting than that. There was one funny joke that I saw, it was from Jaddy Robinson, follow him, J-A-T-T-Y Robinson, and he said uh, that would have never happened if his high school security guards were there. That's funny to me because I had some really fat black security guards in high school that looked like all they did was eat Charleston shoes and sleep, but when a fight happened, they would hurl a 200-pound kid down a hall. So kudos to Jerry for that post. Um, and then we saw some other people who have been silent for basically the last year talking about how wrong what happened was, if, if you didn't see anything prior to yesterday that turned your stomach about this country, I, I don't want to wish death on anybody, but you disgust me. You and the black dude who didn't do anything wrong after he was breaking up a fight, got shot in the back a bunch of times, and now He's paralyzed. That, that did nothing for you. George Floyd's murder. I still haven't heard some people say Black Lives Matter. It's just gross, man. And I'm a little disgusted by myself for even feeling the need to mention any of this because I'm no better than the comics that ran to Facebook to make a post. But it's current events, and I had to get off my chest because it just... It tastes so bad to me, so bad that I almost made some comments. But I didn't. Because what? That'll lead to an argument. You are correct. You cannot talk to people these days. You can see it. Just a reminder 53% of Alaska's
0: votes in the 2020 presidential election went to Donald Trump. Fuck the Eskimos. Let's see it. Welcome back, it's Randy, and uh, we are back watching some folks eat spicy peppers. That's what this channel is all about. Uh, the video we are watching today is group eats Reaper peppers, women versus men. It is from Jeff three two three zero on YouTube, posted about six years ago. Got two hundred sixty one thousand views. Uh, looks like a nice family. Right off the bat, we're gonna go ahead and start playing the video. Um, Dudes outnumbering women, and what's this I see in the middle here? Uh, They have a paralyzed woman with them, eating spicy peppers. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but I feel like, I don't know, man. Oh, they've got a nerd it looks like they have a cup of nerd juice, like the candy nerds, and they've they've sipping on it. That's nasty. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and say it though. That paralyzed girl has got some kind of an advantage over these folks eating them spicy fucking peppers, man. Because we all know the worst part is the next morning, and she can't feel below what looks like her breast. It looks like the whole bottom half is dead. You know what I'm talking about? All right. We are back on the Love Advice Show. So I was asked recently whether or not I believe in giving a hickey to a lover. A lot of people get real uptight about it. They start talking about how it's immature. You shouldn't mark me, I've gotta go see my family in the hospital. I've got a job, I can't wear turtlenecks, they're out of fashion. Look, give them hickeys everywhere you like. Shit, I gave a woman a hickey on her face once. Why? Because I was bored and I felt like sucking on her face meat. And that's the only reason I needed. If you want to mark your territory, you let the world know that's my property. If you see my property in an office or a bathroom, know that I've marked it, and fuck you for even thinking about it. Look, anybody who doesn't like wearing the hickey that you gave them doesn't appreciate you. I wish somebody would tell me not to give them a hickey, because you know what? I would start packing their shit. That's right. If I can't suck on you, who can? Jesus? (laughs) Come on. Doesn't even make sense. Jesus said in the Bible, don't quote me because I didn't memorize the whole thing. If I give love to you, say thank you. I don't remember where that was in the Bible, but it was red letters. I know that. And anything in red was important. So, Whoever sent me that letter, I threw it away. I'm sorry. My email inbox is just stacked to the fucking roof, man. Um, But whoever you are, hickey it up. If you're gay, put one on his dick. If you're not, put one right in the middle of her throat where her Adam's apple would go if she was a man. Put it there. And then hide all of her turtleneck sweaters, force her to go out into the world and tell them, Hey, I'm with someone. I'm spoken for. Jesus Christ, it's like romance is... Many years ago, there was a young man who grew up in a small town. His name was Johnny. Unfortunately for Johnny, he was the only person of his specific heritage in his neighborhood. What he didn't realize when he looked around was that despite the fact that no one looked like him, when you're different, everybody wants to see what your penis looks like. So Johnny spent his childhood being sought after by the most attractive young women in his town, and eventually he realized the only way he would see more of himself in his town is to literally place more of himself in his town. He went from woman to woman, ejaculating and fetching them a nice, warm towel that they could wipe the spooge off their thighs and vaginas with. As time went on, he began to see more and more of himself popping up throughout town. Unfortunately he was never very good with school, so he paid the minimum amounts of child support that the judge would allow for. He was the father of 37 children in his town. And that is why they erected a statue upon his death and gave him the name Johnny Nasty Seed. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only person that gets sleepy when it gets cold. There is, uh, I guess, research done that proves that if you keep it freezing in a room, that that keeps people alert and attentive. Um, I just have to take people's word for that because I do not have that going on. You turn the temperature down, snooze. Like that's the snooze button for me. Um, God, I remember the torture it used to be in school because not only did I hate learning, but they made it cold because that's better for almost everyone else And what am I supposed to do? Be wearing a hoodie or a sweater in the middle of, like, the winter? And I remembered this just because uh, we were talking about, my wife and I were talking about how much I fall asleep. Because I fall asleep at the drop of a hat. And so if there is, let's say, a sexual threat made, like, tonight, you, then it also generally needs to be said, like, Don't think that you're going to try to fall asleep your way out of this. Not to say that I don't love the throes of passion, but when I hit the pillow, sometimes my body's like, that's what we've been waiting for. So it reminded me of when I fell asleep standing up. I believe that we have discussed my time in the military. Uh, This was basic training. And I forget what they were trying to teach us. I know that there are core principles and things that they want you to understand. But um, I remember that they had us in some room. And fuck, I forget what we were learning. Because it was definitely like they had us in a freezer when I was learning how to be a veterinary food inspector. Because I had to know the different cuts and all that weird shit. So we were in a freezer for nine weeks. But it wasn't that, even though, as you can imagine, that was its own nightmare for me. Um, But this time, my drill sergeant, who went out of his way to pick on me, I'll give you an example. He knew I didn't want to be a squad leader. Why? Because I don't want to be anybody's leader. I have basically lived my life. I am not my brother's keeper. I don't want to be responsible for you. You do your thing, I'll do mine. So he made me the squad leader because he recognized, oh, this 18-year-old doesn't like authority. This is how I can fuck with him. My squad sucked. So whenever they fucked up, it wasn't even we all got punished. When they fucked up, I got punished. Did they care? No. Because they didn't know me. They didn't like me. My lisp was worse. So they used to call me Sylvester the Cat and things like that they didn't mind that them fucking up meant that I had to get smoked smoked is when they punish you by making you do a lot of physical exercises and this particular drill sergeant so one day he took all the squad leaders out because everybody was having a bad day but again he wasn't going to punish the whole squad he wanted the squads to watch him punish us for the fact that they couldn't do shit now by the time that he did that things had moved along a little further into basic so now i had friends and whatnot and everybody kind of felt bad because he smoked us he had a volleyball um let's call it a court but it was sand you know and uh it was in the middle of we were in south carolina so there's this sand pit he had removed the volleyball net and he made us do different drills going one way through the sand turn around come back uh, this time you're going to crawl on your elbows. This time you're going to get across by doing burpees. This time, And it was just that for like two hours to the point where like our shoes were coming untied. Our uniforms looked awful and he would keep making us like fix our appearance back up. Now get back and do it again. Did that the whole night. He loved fucking with me. So this one day, we're in this auditorium, and the sleep is just sitting on my eyelids. It might as well be pulling them down. And he can see me getting a little tired. So then he asked me to stand up in the back of the room. And I was like, not a problem. So now I'm standing in the back of the room because standing up should wake you. And up until this moment, Like, I had heard people say, like, oh, fall asleep standing up. Never actually heard of someone falling asleep standing up, nor had I seen it. All I remember is I'm standing there watching him, and I'm holding a stack of books. And the next thing I know, like, I guess because my equilibrium had started to... uh, Get thrown off. Did I use that right? I'm not gonna look it up. You tell me. So once I had tilted so much, like in Inception, it forced me to kind of wake up and I woke like with my book getting flipped up in the air and then I was trying to catch all of the books that were dropping because of what I had just done. And in trying to catch them I made a lot of noise plus flailing my arms about trying to catch all the books I had just thrown in the air visually I was distracting the people who were around so now everybody is looking back at me and somehow he knew because I don't think he was watching me sleep but he was definitely looking at me as I was trying to catch the books and he just knew that I had been sleeping while on my feet and he was like now go ahead and beat your face which means do push-ups, which gets the blood going. That should wake you. Um, but, yeah, that was the, uh, the only time that I ever fell asleep standing up. And because I am talking about that drill sergeant, his name is Drill Sergeant White, and I hope he is still alive. He was the meanest son of a bitch I have ever met. But he was also probably one of the most athletic people I've ever seen because he could be running at full speed screaming And he would never change. You would never see him out of breath or anything. Actually, I got two things. So one day he told us we were going to go for a little walk. And we were supposed to be going to the gun range, which was miles away from where the barracks were. So he's like, all right, we're going for a little walk. He starts walking at the pace of someone sprinting full speed. And he, it was weird because he was moving like he was running, but his, his posture, everything said he's walking. It's just how fast he was going. And we walked at that pace going uphill for at least 40 minutes. And all he kept screaming was, I better not see anybody fall out of this fucking walk. So... Everybody was too afraid to stop while I was right behind him the whole time. Couldn't wait for us to stop so we could drink some water. And then the other thing is uh, one day he woke everybody up and this dude Bean, who was this big black guy who smelled like batteries, he was punishing Bean for something that he wasn't doing. I think his bed was like all fucked up or his uniform is fucked up. So he's like, Private Bean, I want you to do squat thrust till you die. Ten minutes passes. He's moved on. He's fucking with other people now. Now Bean is no longer doing the squat thrust he had ordered him to do. He's just lying on the ground trying to catch his breath, hoping the drill sergeant has moved on and forgotten. He hasn't. So the drill sergeant wakes his way back, to him and he's like, Private Bean, how many squat thrusts did I tell you to do? Private Bean goes, a lot, drill sergeant. He's like, No. I told you to do squat thrusts till you damn die! Now die! I miss that man. Times like that puts a smile on my face.